Today on High Point with Ron Zappia. I need to believe that he died and that he rose and that he did it for me. And what I need to comprehend is that everything that I've done, contrary to God's word and the life I've tried to live, are all, yes, they're rubbish. And they're not getting me where I want to go. The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Welcome to High Point with Ron Zappia, pastor of High Point Church in the western suburbs of Chicago. Today we're continuing our series called Unexplainable Joy with a message titled The Protection of Joy. Well, Ron, for those who weren't able to be with us last time, could you catch us up on what we're talking about today? Well, as Christians, we've been given the responsibility of promoting and protecting the gospel. That can sound kind of daunting, but what does that actually mean? Last time we were together, we said it means that we speak up to defend the gospel against lies and false assumptions. We also said it means we understand the gospel and we can clearly explain the gospel. This time today, we're covering two final ways we can joyfully protect the gospel. Well, I know this is a message we all need to hear. Let's open up to Philippians chapter 3 for today's message called The Protection of Joy. Here's Pastor Ron. We need to joyfully protect the gospel first way to joyfully protect the gospel. We're going to jump right in at verse 1 of Philippians chapter 3. If you're a note taker, just write this down. Defend the gospel urgently. He says, finally, my brothers. He says, rejoice in the Lord. But then look, he's got an issue that he wants to talk about with them. Look at verse 2. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. See, there's some evildoers, there's some dogs, and look what they're trying to do at the end of verse two. Look out for those because they're trying to mutilate the flesh. Look in verse three, he says, for we are the real circumcision who worship by the spirit of God and glory in Jesus Christ. And then here's the phrase, it's gonna ring throughout the next 11 verses, underline it now, put no confidence in the flesh. It isn't about who you are, it's not about what you do, it's about what Christ has done, what he wants to do through you. Paul was confronting some false doctrine. They were teaching, except Jesus, plus circumcision. That's what you did, or that's what your family did to you. If you do all those things, that equals salvation. Now, the apostle Paul was confronting because that does not equal salvation. Why? Because Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, not as a result of work, not about what we do, about what Christ has done. Put no confidence in the flesh. What's the real gospel? The true gospel is Jesus plus nothing. Now please hear and understand my heart. We're gonna see it through the message. Certainly it requires belief in that truth and repentance for sin. We're gonna get to that in a moment. But it isn't about being a good person. That we need to understand this message and defend the gospel message urgently. This is an urgent message. Always be prepared to give a defense for the hope that is within you. Second way, we need to protect the gospel. We need to understand the gospel completely. Do not take it for granted that the people that you know or that are in your home understand the gospel completely. What is the gospel? It changes everything. Well, most of us, We overestimate ourselves in God's eyes. Why? Because we compare ourselves to others. We're comparing ourselves to the wrong standard. Can I get an amen? Why? Because we underestimate the seriousness of the sin 
in our very own lives. We're not as good as we think. So Romans chapter 3, it says this. It says that none is righteous, not even one. Like you can't understand the solution of the gospel without embracing the problem. There's none righteous, not even one. In God's economy, the standard for goodness is perfection. So we have to understand the gospel completely. Now, the third joyful way to respond or how we protect the gospel is we need to communicate the gospel clearly. Notice in verse 7 what the apostle Paul says. He says, but whatever gain I had counted as loss for the sake of Christ. So he's like, hey, whatever I did, it's no good anymore. Indeed, I count everything as loss. All that I did before I accepted Christ genuinely in my heart. Why? Because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. He says, for his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as, what does your text say? Rubbish. It's garbage. In order that I may gain Christ. Wow. We need to understand how to communicate the gospel clearly. Now, what the Apostle Paul tells us is he says this in verses 7 through 9. He says, look at verse 9, and be found in him, here's the key phrase, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, that comes from me earning favor with God. He says, but what? That it comes through faith, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. The law was just a schoolmaster, Paul would write in other places, to point us to Christ. So how do you communicate that clearly? That's what I want to talk with you about for the next few minutes. I call it the ABCs. It's the ABCs of the gospel message. I'm not just saying it for me. I'm saying it for you so that you can understand the gospel, so that you can share the gospel. So the first one is this, that A, you would admit that you're a sinner. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says that we fall short, all of us, of the glory of God. I got to admit it. I got to turn from my sin. B, for believe. We need to believe that Jesus died and rose for you. I've got to believe that he took my place on the cross. I got to understand that, you know what, that Jesus, 2,000 years ago, what he simply did was this, is he went to the cross in my place. And so what I need to do is I need to believe that he died and that he rose and that he did it for me. And what I need to comprehend is that everything that I've done contrary to God's word and the life I've tried to live and the accomplishments and the achievements are all, yes, they're rubbish. That's what they are. They're rubbish. And and so I'm clinging to these things and they're not getting me where I want to go. And so we need to do what? We need to turn from those things and believe that because of that black coat that I just held in my hand, I should have been the one to go to the cross. I think this is where we miss it. I should have hung on the cross for the sin that I committed, for the lies that I told, for what? For the people that I disappointed as the things that I did that were contrary to God's word for the guilt and the shame of the decisions that I made 10, 15, 20 years ago, for the decisions I will make that are what? That are contrary to God's word. Like, like I'm guilty. I'm walking around. Some are walking with that guilt right now. And, And God wants you to be free from it. And Jesus went to the cross to become. The scripture says that he became the black coat, 
The scripture says Jesus became sin. I can't understand it, can't comprehend it, but God put all his wrath on him. Romans chapter six, verse 23 says this, for the wages of sin is death. So what do you get for all your striving, all your accomplishments, all the things, being a good person in this life without Jesus? What do you get for wages? Death. That's what you get, death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, that's what we get. All we need to do is believe. See, the gospel isn't about Jesus plus works. It's about what? Salvation by works results in death. Salvation by grace, the free gift that we have, it ends up in righteousness. Jesus will get us to heaven as a result of what he's done. C, in communicating the gospel. A, I gotta admit I'm a sinner. B, I gotta believe that Jesus died for me and rose for me. C, I gotta confess Jesus as my Savior and Lord. I've got to come to a point of time in my life. Can't have anybody else do it for me. I need to make the decision myself. I need to decide if I want to follow this Jesus. I got to decide who I believe he is, that he is the son of God. I got to believe that, you know what? He went to the cross for me, that he is the savior that took the sin of this world, my sin on his shoulder, and he is Lord. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Why? Well, because for with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. That's the awesome truth. The Protection of Joy. That's the title of today's message here on High Point with Ron Zappia. To request a copy of this message, call 844-HP-RADIO or go online to highpointministries.com. Pastor Ron Zappia continues with more Bible teaching in just a moment. Joy. Everyone wants it, but not everyone knows how to get it. It's often thought to be the same as happiness, an unstable emotion that comes and goes based on the circumstances of life. But joy from God defies the odds and goes against the grain of how society defines it. Here at High Point Ministries with Ron Zappia, we want you to experience the supernatural delight that joy brings in the person of God, the purposes of God, and the people of God. That's why throughout the month of March, for a donation of any amount to High Point Ministries with Ron Zappia, we'll send you Unexplainable Joy, a journey through Philippians. Walk through the Unexplainable Joy teaching series with Pastor Ron and use this study to apply each message to your life so you can elevate your faith and experience true, unexplainable joy in your life. Give us a call at 844-HP-RADIO to receive your copy of this original High Point Ministries resource for a donation of any amount, or request this resource online at highpointministries.com. You're listening to High Point with Ron Zappia in a message from our series called Unexplainable Joy. You can watch the videos, subscribe to our podcast, or listen online when you go to highpointministries.com. Now let's continue with our message. Here's Ron. So let me slow down in a message about the gospel. And when we're talking about it, communicating it. Can you communicate the gospel? Who do you need to communicate it to? This is the passion of my life. Don't make it more complicated than it simply is. Let's be bold in our proclamation. So I'm going to do something a bit different. And I'm going to ask, as I sense God's leading, let's just ask. I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads with me. Because there's nothing more important than this decision. Some people have made this decision within the past few weeks in our church. 
other people in the past few years. Maybe you had the opportunity to be led to the Lord as a young child. Bow your heads with me, and I simply want to ask you the question that if you've made a decision for Christ and you've admitted and believed and confessed him as your Savior and Lord, just raise your hand for me. Just eyes closed, heads bowed. There's so many hands going up. I so appreciate each one of you as you put your hand down. Would you begin to pray for the person who has not made that decision yet? Would you begin to pray for the person that doesn't understand it completely? Would you begin to pray for the person who has the guilt that you once had that you no longer have because Jesus says so clearly in his word, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and true to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's people at all of our campuses that haven't made the decision, that are walking in guilt, that are unsure of their standing with God. I want you to put the white coat on, but it comes with a decision. So if you want to make that decision today with heads bowed and eyes closed, just raise your hand. I see people raising their hand. You want to make the decision to follow Christ, to put your faith in him. Just put your hand up and you can go ahead and put it down. I want to pray for you. If this is your opportunity to do what? To remove the guilt and the shame that sin brings. Pray this prayer from your heart. Father, I admit that I've sinned against you, that I've done some things that I'm embarrassed of, that I'm ashamed of. I've even been to church and I've done some things, Lord, that I'm, I'm just tired. I admit that I have sinned against you. And God, I believe that you sent your son to die for me. I believe that he died. I believe he was resurrected. And I confess today that he is my Savior and Lord. And I'm trusting that he will empower me and he will love his life through me. If you agree with that prayer, say amen. Let's praise God for people who have made the decision, not only in this place, but also online and other places. Two more things. Awesome. Fourth way to joyfully defend the gospel is to live the gospel humbly. We just need to live the gospel humbly. Notice the beginning of verse 10. I want to show you two phrases. It says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So know there is experiential knowledge. It's not know about him, it's know him. It's not heard of him, it's met him. It's not about I know others who know him. No, you know him. It's the difference between this, between reading a cookbook versus being in the kitchen. It's the difference between watching a football game and being out on the field. It's experiential knowledge, not just head knowledge. It's hit the heart. Power of the resurrection. Second phrase. Paul's like this. Hey, we got to live the gospel humbly. Well, to humbly live the gospel, I need to know him, and I need to experience this power. I want to demonstrate for you uh, with an illustration. I'm holding in my hand a file folder that says human depravity. And so what this says is simply this, that each of us, whether we realize it or not, we've got a file folder that we carry around. We're trying to hide it. It's human depravity. Romans chapter 5, verse 12 tells us that sin came into the world through one man and death through sin. And death spread to all men. Why? Because all sinned. So each of us have this folder called human depravity. This is the depravity of man. This is, we are, have the black coat on where we realize it or not, and we simply, and we're holding on to this. Now, within this folder, it's often misunderstood, is that there's three things about this sin. The first thing in our file folder is that we have what's called the presence of sin. So sin is present in our life. 
we're always going to have the presence of sin this time side of eternity. But then also in the folder is the power of sin. And so sin's power, it's it's got a hold on me. And there's some things that you're doing that you can't stop doing, that you want to stop doing. But because of human depravity, we aren't able to stop doing it. The third folder in here is simply the penalty of sin. Not if you're getting what I'm saying. There's a penalty. There's a cause. It says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, for it is appointed for man to die once, and then comes judgment. All of us, no matter we realize it or not, this is the folder that you're born into this world with. For non-Christians, people with the black coat, you got this right now. For Christians, though, let me help us understand with a theology lesson. First thing is this. It's a little bit different for you. Well, the first folder is what? The presence of sin. We got sin, right? We got the presence. That's not gonna get, we're not going to get rid of that. So, so that one's in, in, in the folder. But then the power, the power of sin. Can I remind you that as a Christian that the power of sin has been broken? Can I remind you as a Christian that, you know what, that that doesn't have a hold of you? Can I remind you what it says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1? That what? That God's word says that you are not in control and that sin, that you can conquer sin. That, that this sin right here, that, that I don't, I, the power of sin has been broken by the cross, the power of the resurrection. But we can't get rid of it. We still have it. But let me remind you today that it's been broken. And and the third file for the Christian, the penalty of sin. Well, I'm not going to get judged for my sin. I'm going to be given a reward for my labor. I mean, that's what's coming to me at eternity. And so the penalty of sin is gone. As a matter of fact, it's so gone that I don't have to put that in a folder. That I'm carrying around this, what? I have the presence of sin, but its penalty is gone, and its power is broken. That's the power of the resurrection. That's God's heart and desire that you would be free from your sin. But what happens is this. We're wearing the white coat. Can you hear me? And, and we, we still, we hide it, and we get involved in this sin. And God wants us to do what? He wants to live humbly for him, that we would know him, and the power of the resurrection that gives us life, gives us life eternal. So lastly, how do we do this? How do we protect this gospel message? Well, the last joyful response is that we would suffer for the gospel expectantly. We would expect to suffer. What do I mean by that? Well, look at the end of verse 10. He says, and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. That's what the apostle Paul was saying. Hey, I want to become like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Now, he's not saying how to earn your way to heaven is by suffering. He's saying my way to identify with Christ is through suffering. Question, did Martin Luther suffer? Yeah, he did. He, he was forced. They tried to have him recant um, his, what he, his, the truth that he was proclaiming. Faith, not by works, but through grace, by faith. They tried to make him recant that. They excommunicated him from the church. If you read his, um, much of what's written about him, he was declared a heretic and an outlaw. For 30 years after he did this, he suffered in defense of the purity of the gospel. 
And so he died at about age 62, defending the gospel message. Question, will you suffer for the gospel? Let's expect it. As a Christian, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I haven't suffered for the gospel. Well, maybe you're not really trying to protect it then because there's evildoers. There's people that are what? That are trying to take the gospel message and they're tarnishing it with tradition and all kinds of things. So it's unrecognizable to this lost world. We've got to fight against that. That's the message Paul's saying, that I know the power of the resurrection. How do we protect the gospel? I want to close with this. Five phrases that are popularized by the Reformation and, and that we need to adopt into our theology, into our belief system, into our life to protect the gospel. They're what's referred to as the five solas. And, and what it is, it's Latin terms. So let me teach you a little bit about what this is. This is what the Reformation generated. So the first one is this, sola scriptura. And so that's scripture alone. The Bible itself, I'm not going to listen to what other people necessarily, man and the Bible are not equal in what man thinks. No, the Bible is over an individual. And so the Bible and what it proclaims, this is the truth source, scripture alone. Then what comes next, and again, this is Latin, it's sola fide. And what this means is faith alone. And so this is what the reformers were going after. This is what we're celebrating here, 500 years of history. No, it's by faith alone. And then the next one, sola gratia. And that's grace alone. So it's about the Bible alone. It's about faith alone. It's about grace alone. That's what we're fighting for. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, not as a result of words. Then what comes next is the next one. And this is Americanized. So in the original Latin, it's pronounced this, solus Christus. And so that's the masculine version of this. And that simply means this. Don't get lost in all that. It's Christ alone. It's about Jesus plus nothing else. The gospel in its purest form. It's Jesus, man. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. It's Jesus Christ. And next, five of these things that we need to do this, man. We need to grab hold of what the gospel message bring. And again, this in its form in the language in Latin, it's soli deo gloria. And that means glory to God alone. This one was added a bit later. And this is about, you know what? I'm gonna give glory to God. These are five important truths that the reformers fought for that are true today. We gotta hold the line. It's about the Bible. It's about faith. It's about grace. It's about Christ. It's about giving glory to God and no one else. Helping us protect and advance the gospel. You're listening to High Point with Ron Zappia, pastor of High Point Church in the Chicagoland area. You can hear more of Ron's teaching and find additional resources on our website. At the close of today's program, head to highpointministries.com. Now, Ron, defending the gospel, man, that's really a serious task. Yeah, you know, Steve, it really is. And But it isn't something to be afraid of. It's something that we can rejoice in or be 
ready and willing to do. Jesus calls every believer to the privilege and responsibility of proclaiming the life-giving truth and hope of the gospel. I mean, we know that, we see that in scripture, and that's really what our mission here is at High Point, to clearly explain the gospel and help more men and women believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. And did you know, you can advance the gospel with us when you become a High Point partner. We're building a community of friends who want to see more people come to know the gospel. So to do this, go online today or give us a call and sign up to give monthly. Through the ministry of High Point, we can work together to proclaim and protect the gospel. Well, thanks so much for that, Ron. We'd love to have you join our growing team of partners here at High Point. It's easy to sign up online at highpointministries.com where you can set up a monthly recurring gift at $25, $50, $100. And once you sign up, you'll have the assurance that each and every month you're investing back into the ministry that's helping people like you believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus because that's our mission here at High Point. And as a monthly partner, you'll automatically receive our special selected monthly resources. This month, we're featuring our original High Point resource called A Journey Through Philippians. It's a study guide packed with helpful questions, journal prompts, and so much more. It's all designed to give you a deeper look into the true nature of what it means to have joy in Christ. This guide also comes with a USB drive that's loaded with all of Pastor Ron's messages from this series. So again, ask for the Philippians study guide when you become a High Point monthly partner or give a one-time gift of any amount today. Call 844-477-2346. That's 844-HP-RADIO or go online to highpointministries.com. If you prefer to send a check, write to High Point Ministries, P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois, 60566. I'm your host, Steve Smith, inviting you back tomorrow as we continue our journey through Philippians, where we're learning about the contentment of joy. That's Thursday on High Point with Ron Zappia.